calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious Episode of the 88 Miles Per Hour podcast, the podcast that hops into the DeLorean, travels back to the past, and gives you all those nostalgic feels. My name is Max, and with me, as always, is Chris. What's up, guys? And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the show. Welcome, guys. But if you've been in the DeLorean with us before, welcome back, my friend. Welcome back, guys. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about some new nostalgic news, including Bill and Ted 3 just being confirmed, Weezer's Teal album, and Stranger Things Season 3 mm-hmm. trailer just dropped. Yes, it did. Not only that, but we'll be getting into the 25th anniversary of the 1994 classic Ace Ventura. Alrighty then. Starring Jim Carrey, of course. Alrighty then. And we'll be giving you <laughs> all of our memories. And our thoughts on the movie and whether it still holds up. But first, before we get to that, Chris. What's up? What's up with you? You know, man, uh, not much since the last podcast. Been working a lot. However, tomorrow I am getting up at 6.30 a.m. on my Friday off to buy the Adidas Game of Thrones themed Ultra Boost. Oh, they're Game of Thrones? That's why I'm I thought you were just getting some. No, 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 no. So, they have like six different pairs. They have like the Targaryens, they have the Night's Watch, they have White Walkers, and they're all, um, all the colors are coordinated to, you know, the theme of that, that house. Right. So, getting up to buy two pairs because I really want them. So, I've never actually done this sneaker thing. You know, like a lot of people do it. Right. So, kind of excited, but only because it's Game of Thrones. Is it only online? or do you, It's you online only, yeah. Oh. So. What are the chances that you're actually going to? I don't know. I've never done it before, but my friends who like sneakers say it's very hard. Really so hard? So, they say what what I have going for me is I wear size 12s. So, like the common sizes are right, like, right. like, like 9 to 11 10s. or 10. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm going to go for one pair first, check out, and then try to go for another pair. If I fail, um, you guys will probably hear me... Uh, crying a bitch in the next what, one which, which one are you trying to get i'm which trying house? to get targaryen and then after that i'm trying to get house stark mm. so okay i'm excited are you okay. i've never been so excited to wake up early on my day off you know what i was super excited a few weeks ago when we found out that limp biscuit was playing a three dollar show oh, in that's LA. right and i literally I, well first of all i didn't realize how many people wanted to go to the show because i was like actually shocked that it sold out within like it seemed like seconds. Well, they always talk about how Limp Biscuit and that, that, that type of music died off, but it still holds a, pl- a special place in our heart. So Yeah, Chris and I were supposed to get tickets, and I'm literally, I think it went on sale so that, at, what, a, what, like 3 o'clock or something? 7 o'clock? Yeah, 3 o'clock. Well, $3 bill, 3 o'clock. And I, at, was, I was logged in at 3 o'clock, and it sold out. And it, it literally said 3.00 on my on my computer and it was freaking sold out so i was pissed we were pretty pissed and I think every, I, yeah. everybody was uh complaining on twitter too like oh my god i really want to go to the show and i was like but it's only three bucks can't i mean they probably don't make that much off of it it's no. probably more than they're making now yeah it's true so 
But yeah, I hope you get those Adidas. Me too. Uh, Otherwise, are you gonna like, wear them or are you just gonna put like? I will wear them for the premiere and a couple other special occasions, but <laughs> I don't know how often I'll wear them. It, it, right. it it's cool. It's like branded with Game of Thrones on the back, inside the shoe in the box. So if I don't get them, then I will be very very upset. Yeah, because I'm. I'm waking up at six thirty. The, the jerk in me day. wants really wants for you to like put them on the first time and step in dog poop. I think that would just be yeah. A then I'll rub it on your face because it's <laughs> you that gave me that karma. <laughs> All right. So what's up with me? Uh, this past weekend, my wife and I took a impromptu trip to Arizona, which is about like a five to six hour drive from LA, and we went to go see the Dodger spring training uh, game. So that was fun. Um, for those who um, don't know about spring training, like spring training for for the MLB is like a fan's paradise. It's in Arizona. Like Arizona in March is just beautiful. Like it's perfect. Like was it know, warm for you? Because I went a week before and it, it was, was like seventy five to eighty. It was very cold when we went. Really, it was yeah. like it. The the day we left it was about eighty five, but the day we got there was like seventy eight. The so high was like, was like sixty eight when we went. Yeah, but basically it's just all fan access. Like you get to watch the players. The players come up to you and sign, you know, baseballs or baseball bats, hats, things like that. So I got to get a spring ball 2019 uh, baseball that I bought at the store. But I had uh, the manager, the Dodgers manager, uh, Dave and Roberts, a few other players, yeah, right? Joe Kelly, and uh, my sister's favorite, Chris Taylor, because she thinks. He's cute. It's her boyfriend, so, apparently. Yeah, so that was cool. We did that, and uh, just you know, we we got there at like midnight Monday morning. So we left uh, <laughs> we left Sunday at six o'clock, and uh, we got home about really late Tuesday night. So it was just like you had a good time though. It was awesome. Yeah, they they lost, but it's spring training. It's I mean, spring training. So uh, mentioned it earlier. But it's time to get into the news. Here's the news. Another action-filled adventure. So, this just dropped yesterday, and it was been rumored for a few months now. But Bill and Ted Three has officially been confirmed. Excellent. It's been confirmed. It's been confirmed. So oh, Alex wow. Winter and my boy, your boy. Keanu? Keanu Reeves. Keanu's my boy. So they're, they're out front of the Hollywood Bowl, and I'm like, it's kind of random. They still never explained why they were there, uh, but they were uh, announced Bill and Ted 3 officially being uh, filmed this summer, 2019, and then to So they have a script? It. Yeah. No, they're filming it. Yeah. It's, oh, wow. It, so it's probably been Oh, it's coming out this summer. No, it's being filmed this summer. Okay, got it. But got the it. release date is August twenty first, twenty twenty. Okay. So um, it seems like this has been in development for a while now, but they were thanking the fans. So super cool to see Bill and Ted, which has always been a uh, just like a a favorite. You know, you got those those buddy movies. Like I think of like Bill and Ted, Wayne's World. They just hold. Dude, where's my car? Movies. Dude, uh, that's a little later. But... <laughs> But probably influenced by uh, Bill and Ted. So, uh, yeah. And and probably we'll be reviewing that movie sometime soon. Sometime because soon. Because Chris has never seen it. So. I haven't. 
<laughs> thanks for thanks for putting. I me totally on. threw you under yeah, the bus. You threw me All under right. The bus. So uh, second, this isn't really like recent news, but it's news to me. Uh, so I've always grown up liking Weezer, and that's like, you know, my kind of my all time favorite band. You know how you go through like phases, yeah. and you'll have like a, a favorite band. Yeah. Um, here and there, but I think like if I were to look at every stage of life, every you know decade, it's like Weezer, like that blue album. To this day, I think is the best album I've ever listened to. So, anyway, so they just dropped two albums at the same time. They dropped the Black album and the Teal album, and um, the Teal album, I had no idea what it was about, so uh, I just turned it on. Now, are, and, all the, are all their albums named after colors? Uh, not all of them, mm. but it's kind of like their thing. Their thing now? Like, uh, it's like throughout. So they started with the blue album, and then they had the green album, but they had Pinkerton, and then they had the red album, but they had, like, you know, uh, okay. Ratitude and, yeah, Hurley off of Lost. Okay. But then they had they went back to the black album, the white album, so they go back and forth. Um, I feel like like when they're out of ideas, they're like, "Hey, let's just name it a color." They could just they don't name have a yellow. Color. There's a lot of colors, man. Purple. There's there's, and especially like teal. It's a mixture of colors. Anyways, so I was listening to this, and uh, of course, Africa, their uh, Toto cover has been all over, freaking um, on the radio, and it's almost just been played out. But great song, by the way. The original is, is a great song. So I was like, okay, I'm listening to it. And based off the cover, I thought it was like an 80s only. Um, like all the songs on the album were 80s. So then they get to Everybody Wants to Rule the World. And it sounds pretty like similar. Da-da. It sounds exactly like it. Yeah, it sounds similar. They had to compose this on their own, or unless they made them sample it. Yeah. They don't take, like, huge risk on it. So then there's that one. So that's track two after Africa. Track three is Sweet Dream. So then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, like, digging in. At at the time I was listening to this, I was um, cleaning. So it's like... They were cleaning. Perfect. Yeah, I was cleaning. So then uh, track four comes on, and I'm like, yes. I am into this. I love right? this song. Yeah. I love the original. So it's all covers? Well, I thought it was 80s. So then I get to track four. It's Take On Me by AHA. So I get to five. And then I hear Happy Together. So happy together. And I'm like, whoa, this isn't just 80s? So I get really confused. And then I get to track 8. And then I hear... Oh, wow. And this is probably my favorite song on the album. By TLC? TLC, No Scrubs. I just think it's done really well. And it's funny because, like, this song is, like, I feel like it's really, like, had a revival. So do you think they ran out of ideas and did all covers? I don't know. No, because they had the Black Album. And then they did Billie Jean, which was weird. I don't think it's that. It has a high rating, though. 
That one does, yeah. And then Stand By Me, they end off. So, overall, you know, I thought it was just an 80s... Um, it's very poppy. It, it is, and it's like very Weezer. Um, overall, I think it's pretty fun. You know, I, it, I... From what I heard, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty fun. You know, it, it'd be cool, like, if you know it, you, you throw it into, like, a playlist at home or something like yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, so if you haven't listened to it, the Teal album by Weezer, it's fun to give it a listen to, um, especially that No the no Scrub song, I think, is the best. I'm going to check it out after this. Uh, all right, so lastly, Stranger Things Season 3, dude. I've been waiting a long time for this season. The trailer. What'd you think? Um, it's interesting. I want to hear your thoughts, actually. What are your thoughts? Uh, I don't know how to feel because it's, I know they don't want to give too much away. I don't know where they're going to go with this. Right. So, um, you know, it was, uh, I, I don't know. I forget their names. Like, I don't know. I'm not really good in, in movies and TV shows with names, but the kid without teeth and Justin. He, yeah, he's just sitting at home and he just got home and he's sad. It looks like he's coming home from summer camp. Yeah. Summer network. camp or something. And it reminds uh, me of like Harry Potter. He's yeah. Like, oh, I'm back and, and yeah. And all the kids uh, surprise him. Uh, I don't know what to think of it, because I don't know where they're going to go with it. Well, <laughs> It's th- mysterious. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a Demogorgon at the end, like a more advanced one. It or... looks like it's from that realm, right? Yeah, it's from the under... What do they call it? The Upside Down World? Yeah. Yeah. I So, I'm, I'm excited. I'm just, you know, nervous, because when... Sometimes, as good shows go on, sometimes they get bad. So, yeah. I don't want that to happen with this. So, what I've noticed is, like, really, season three and season four of any show is, like, the make or break season. Yeah, make season or break. Because it's, like, that's where the characters really start to develop. That's where you can yeah. take risks. So, like, Parks and Rec, everyone, like, I, I tell people, like, hey, have you watched Parks and Rec? They're like, oh, I can't get past the first season. I'm like, I understand that, but it's really, like, season three and four. That's how it is with Game of Thrones, really also. That's what I tell everyone. Yeah, Game of Thrones... Um, but like a lot, some a examples like of that. shows that like, in my opinion, failed, like Walking Dead lost me at season two after season two. No, dude, season three and four was the best. No way. Yeah. I mean, it was okay, but like, like uh, heroes also sucked heroes, heroes. Three. That's what I was gonna bring up. Heroes sucked after season two. Season one. Uh, season two was good. Nah, season one, dude. But what what happened with heroes is uh. They had the writer's strike, so right. they didn't have it for a long time, and they came back after a mediocre too. season, and no yeah. one start, start watching it. But I still think even if uh, they didn't have that writer's strike, they still would have failed after season two. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, with Stranger Things, it's supposed to be 1985, and, like, 1985 is a big time for the 80s. I felt like, you know, this is where the 80s really start to have their own identity. So many good movies came out in 1985. Uh, the Breakfast Club, Back to the Future, Goonies, just to name a few. Um, so it'll be interesting. I know the theme based off of like uh, playing the Bobo O'Reilly by uh, the Who. Yeah, that's Teenage what I was wasteland. So I like the way they 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 did that. It was yeah, a different so version seems, <clears throat> that went with the uh, the trailer. Yeah, it seems like it's it's an interesting choice because that's totally not an eighty song, and they you know. But yeah, when was I, that released? Seventies. No, I think it was the sixties. Um, Seventy one. Seventy one. Yeah, Riley. That's why. That's what I was thinking in the trailer too. It's like if this is all going to be eighty stuff, 
why are they playing a 70s well, song? Well, I think because of the, the words and, and really that song, I think, has to do with, like, the generations. The and generation. I think what they're really going to be honing on and what they hinted at the trailer is that this is the transition from, like, kids to being teenagers. Time to grow so, up. So, yeah, and that's that's what Mike says. I, I don't know who he's talking to. It seems like, in, based on the trailer, he's talking to Will, but he's like, what do you expect us to play in my basement this whole time? Well, so, yeah, he you know, did say, girls yeah. are involved now and stuff, so... Um, I think it's going to be... Because got Mad Max. <laughs> yeah. Is that what she calls herself on the uh Yeah, no, on the, that, on that's, the game? that's on the arcade. Yeah. No, Mad it's Max. not. Yeah, she calls herself that yeah. on the arcade. So this is going to be a transitional time. It, obviously, like, the kids aren't small and cute anymore. They, like, are full-blown puberty now. Well, and, they have to because yeah. they're actually growing up in real life. So, um, but my prediction is I think Steve's going to get axed off. You think so? Yeah, because, well, like... The first season, Barb got killed off, and she became a fan favorite after. Bob, I feel like they had John Aston there just to really die. <laughs> but it's been their M.O. to, like, kill off someone who's been pretty popular. So, And there's this one little scene in towards the end of the trailer where it's just, like, all these images. And it looks like Steve's getting, like, tortured or hurt or something. He's, like, screaming. And I think, like... Knowing Stranger Things, they'll just probably do some heart tug after, you know, Steve was in season one, kind of the the antagonist. Season two, he became like the the guy everyone roots for, and then I think in season three they're gonna kill him off. Well, I thought it was funny too because now he gets along with these little kids, and that yeah, that that girl at the store goes, "How many? What did she say? How many kid friends do you have? Yeah, how many friends are children? Yeah, that you have. Yeah, <laughs> so." But I don't know. I think they, they could still kill off, um, what's his face? Um, Hopper? Yeah. Just because he's going to be Hellboy now, isn't he? Right. But he already did that. Yeah. Oh, did he do that before this? Uh, like I He's said, getting into bigger things, so. Uh, nah. I don't know. This I is think his Steve, baby still? I think they'll kill off Steve. That's my. We'll see. I think it'd be a, a, a good like character arc. I'll probably finish this when the season releases in a day. I'll finish it in like a day. It comes out July fourth, which I was. I will probably surprised. not finish it in a day. I will not be. I don't think I'll be home on July fourth. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting how many episodes and uh, July fourth is an interesting release date. This is that, this but. is the uh, pivotal point for the show. I yeah, think. and it's set in the summer, which is cool. So I think like all of it's set in the summer, yeah. but we'll see. So uh, yeah, Bill and Ted three, Weezer's Teal album and Stranger Things three. That was the news. So we are at the part of the show where we focus on a The reason movie. why we have the show. Yeah. So uh, for those who are just joining us for the first time, uh, basically we just like to sit and talk about a movie that is super nostalgic to us. Sometimes they're, they're amazing and we just love talking about them. Other times, usually Chris movies I pick uh, some are terrible. Chris's crappy movies. Yeah, they're they're just garbage. But... I have a list of things that we're gonna review. Don't worry, I have it. <laughs> so uh, we wanted to do this early in February, but uh, due to just personal stuff that we were going through, didn't have a time to do it. But we wanted to do it now. But on February fourth, nineteen ninety four, twenty five years ago, mm-hmm. Ace Ventura came out. Alrighty then. And it's directed by Tom Shattuck. 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 Did, huh? Yeah, you know? It's Shattuck? Yeah. You say Shattuck, yeah. Shattuck. That's what I think. 
That's what you think? That's what I have heard it pronounced. Uh, I, I've said Shadik, Shadik, Shadik. I've heard it both, but I think it's Shadik. You're right. But he's done Nutty Professor. That was in 96. Liar Liar, which came out in 97. Patch Adams, that came out in 1998. But really, uh, 1994 was his first debut as, yeah. as a director. Um, so Ace Ventura came out, like I said, in February 4th, 1994. It had a $12 million budget. But this thing was a box office juggernaut, which made $72 million in the U.S., over $107 million worldwide. And this is before, you know, like those billion-dollar movies. Like over Titan- four movies cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah, like, watch, like yeah. Titanic, you know, was the first And it was a comedy, too. It's just a yeah, like slapstick comedy. But uh, Titanic was the first movie to cross that billion-dollar mark, and that wasn't until 1997. So, like... You might seem like oh like 107 worldwide, but you got to remember like this is this is huge numbers back then. So uh, for those who don't know, uh, Ace Ventura stars Jim Carrey, and we'll get into Jim Carrey. Um, at the time, he was known for in loving in living color, and um, man, this <laughs> so basically this movie is about this guy named Ace Ventura, and he's a pet detective, and the Dolphins make the Miami Dolphins, the NFL team. Uh, they make the Super Bowl, and their beloved dolphin, their mascot, gets kidnapped. And uh, Courtney Cox, who works for the Dolphins, ends up hiring um, Ace Ventura to solve what happened to Snowflake, the dolphin, because he got kidnapped. Because he got kidnapped, and then you know it's it's basically a a mystery movie. Yeah. Uh, with a lot of gags and with a lot of just craziness. So, uh, Chris, do you remember the first time you actually watched this movie? I, I, I don't remember the first time I watched it, but I know I watched it when I was young. Because I knew, like, here here's my memory of it from being a kid to, like, seeing it later on. As a kid, I didn't really remember the story. I just remember it's a very quotable movie. Right. So, all I used to remember is Liz or uh, Alrighty then. And then him talking with his ass. That's all I remember as a kid. Because those are the things that stand out right. as a kid. You don't really look... At, when you're a kid, you're not looking for story. You're looking for the inappropriate funny right. things. And do you remember when everybody used to talk like Ace Ventura? Yeah, and they used Everyone to... used to talk like this. And they used to like do the butt thing too? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Yep. Yeah, uh, the first time I saw this movie, and it was funny when I was talking to my dad and telling him, you know, hey, what... The, the movie that we were doing, he's like, hey, what, what movie are you and Chris going to review? And I was like, Ace Ventura. And he's like, oh, do you remember the first time you saw that movie? And I was like, actually, I do. So you it do? was, yeah, it was the summer of 94. I mean, I was a little turd back then. I was only like four years old. Jeez. But we were visiting my uncle in um, Salt Lake City at the time. Not not Chris's dad, um, our other uncle. So uh, what I remember Mark? about it. Yeah. So what I remember about it is um, my parent like because in the beginning of the movie there's a scene where the girl starts. Oh, that's off, like my favorite. T- takes scene. off Ace Ventura's pants, and I just remember like I was watching that, and I remember my mom and dad both gave like this look and like looked at me like. We didn't and I just know remember, what was going on. I, no, I didn't know what was going on, but I just I remember them being like saying something like, "Oh, should he be watching this and stuff?" and I think, I don't remember if they turned it off or not, but I remember, like, I remember watching that 
I remember something happened. I just remember them kissing, and I remember I was like, oh, that's weird. And like, <laughs> and then my parents were like, uh, do we turn on? Do we turn it off? So I think they might have turned it off. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But that was like my first memories. But honestly, this is a movie that like to this day I watch probably once once a year. I, I freaking love this movie. That's fine. Um, yeah, but you mentioned it. I mean, Jim Carrey, man. Um, I forgot how much of a, uh, not only, uh, what is it? like a vocal comedian he is, but like his facial expressions, he facially right. acts. What do you call that? It's, 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 it's physical comedy. Yeah. Physical comedy. There you go. Yeah. I forgot how much he used to do that. Cause he like in his later movies, he didn't do it as much. Well, no, like in the later movies, he's more of like a, you know, dramatic kind of. Well, like satire. Bruce Almighty and yeah. Truman well, Show. Yeah. Well, even now, like he doesn't even do really any comedies, but, um, and this is the thing I was thinking about was like, Jim Carrey is such a physical actor, like, that I think if you were to do this movie now, it'd be completely different, because I think with Ace Ventura, it's almost like a, um, I don't know, like a stage performance, you know, because he's just so That's well, kind of stuff he used to do when he was did stand-up comedy. Yeah, A lot I mean, of visual... Oh. What, what did you call it? Visual? It's uh, physical comedy. Physical comedy. Yeah, the way he would move and the way he would like talk and the way he would tilt his head and he would just like, you know. Or his like. Yeah, he, well, he would imitate like Popeye and like. Yeah. Yeah, and then he would just be like, he would say things like, um, oh, ready then. And, Laser. Um, Maybe I can give you a call sometimes. Your number's still 911. Oh, ready then. And he would just like snap and do the. <laughs> And then fingers and just like, I, I don't know, like that be, comedy That'd is, be improv. Is well, it? it? It is improv. A lot of it's improv, but a lot of it was influenced by his skits that he used to do in Living Color okay. in the early 90s and, and late 80s. So like, uh, if you look on YouTube, there's this uh, skit that's called The Overly Confident Gay Man. Mm-hmm. And he walks and talks just like Ace Ventura. And you could totally tell that Jim Carrey was channeling this character uh, when he was doing Ace Ventura. Because the skit, he's like, it's at a party and this guy goes to people and he's like, hi, I'm gay. <laughs> and he's just like shaking his head. And he's just, it's Ace Ventura. He's like, I'll have to check that out. Actually. Yeah, I it's seen funny. That. He's like, how's it going? I want you to know that I'm gay. And like, he would just do all this stuff. Uh, but it, you know. Nowadays, I feel like comedy is more about being vulgar, being witty, and like having like one-liners. Or like, you know, with Jim Carrey, what made him so successful is his slapstick, over-the-top, you know, just goofiness. And um, you know, Jim Carrey, this really opened the door for him to dominate Hollywood because in '94 he did Ace Ventura. '95. Or, no, in that same year, in 94, he did The Mask, and that was, like, huge. I think that even did, like, it was more popular than Ace Ventura, and then it was the catchphrase. I mean, that's what Jim Carrey was known for, is smoking. And then from the popular... Well, he did Dumb and Dumber before that. No, after that. So it was, like... Before The Mask? It was, well, in the same year, it was Pet Detective, uh, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and then he did Batman Forever. he was busy. Um, and then he did in 95, which just a year after, which is crazy as Ace Ventura when nature's calls, he did the cable guy in 96, liar, liar, in 97. And like in this, 
like you know three or four year span like Jim Carrey I think was the highest paid actor. Well, didn't you see time. what was that uh, Netflix documentary about him? You know what? I didn't see that. I, I saw know what you talked about. It's, I've seen it. I yeah. forget what it's called. It's based off of uh, the not the Truman Show. No. The Truman um, Show. No, not the Truman Show. It was like um, no. Yeah, why don't you look it up? No, I, it's something I wanted to see. But um, Jim Carrey, man, you, the 90s was just so influenced. I mean, you just go on the playground, and like you were talking about, people, like kids were talking out of their butts. Um, that was hilarious. They were saying, like, le who's there? Or, <laughs> oh, when he becomes Andy Kaufman. Right. Yeah, I still got to see that. You, you watched it? It was called Jim and Andy. Yeah, I watched it. I gotta watch that. It's per- it's really good. Okay, so you watch. I'll watch that. You watch the uh, overly confident gay man. I will. I will. Okay, so um, yeah, I mean, let's let's just get into into this movie. So, uh, what are some of your kind of just favorite moments or your favorite scenes in this movie? Well, I forgot how funny some of the scenes were in this. Um, you know, opening up with uh, the scene where he saves the Shih Tzu. Right. Well, he with finds the shih tzu, yeah, the, and he steals it from that guy, and um, when he goes and gives it back to the girl, I just thought it was hilarious how she paid him back. Right. Um, people don't know she did some sexual things <laughs> in return, and he's just holding on to the top. I like how overly dramatic they are about right. it. How he's like swinging back and forth. He's like, okay, all right. <laughs> you guys sure are friendly around here. <laughs> But I think that my my favorite thing as a kid, just you know, as a kid seeing it, you like, <coughs> excuse me, inappropriate stuff. Him talking out of his ass, I just used to do that when I was a kid at like elementary school. Excuse me. But a do funny thing is, my the first, the first Jim Carrey movie I ever saw was The Mask. Right. In second grade at my Catholic school. Really. And the teacher didn't have the parents sign any papers, and I went home and told mom, like, we watched a movie where they said asshole. And she's like, what? So, my teacher got in trouble. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, the, the talking out of the butt thing made me laugh. Um, I totally forgot until I watched it, because it's been a long time, that the villain was actually, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to spoil it. The villain is uh, actually the, uh, what is she, the, uh, the head cop. Well, yeah, well, let's give a little context for okay. it. So it's Sean Young, who is famous uh, for being in Blade Runner. So the the context of it is uh, Ace starts to figure out, you know... He Things goes that into, the cops can't figure yeah, out. Yeah, he, he's going full on detective mode. And there's this moment where he figures out that um, Finkel, who used to be a... Uh, kicker for the Miami Dolphins. Um, and this is a whole true story for Super Bowl Seventeen. Minus, they changed the guy's name that missed the field goal. Yeah, and they changed the years and things yeah. like that. But, um, so it, you know, it was the kicker who missed the field goal and basically... It they was, lost by they, one he, he had this vendetta against Dan Marino because <sighs> Dan Marino didn't have the ball laces out. And that's like another yeah. uh, famous line is laces out. So, the, the, uh, the plot goes that um, Finkel is Lois Einhorn, who Einhorn is the um, like. She's like the head she's a, No, she's a lieutenant. 
She's so, lieutenant, yeah. So he, he basically is a transgender. And well, we don't know that yet. No, but that's the big reveal that She's you were talking looking, about was, you know, Ace finally figures it out and he pulls off, you know, her, uh, <laughs> pulls off her, uh, her shirt and her skirt and then it's like, you know, there's a set of man stuff there. But then he tries to, remember, he tries to prove it to them. Right. He goes, if, if, uh, would a real woman, or if this was a uh, real woman, would you be able to do this? Tries to pull off her hair. Right. What's actually her hair. And then then rips off her blouse and he's like, would, would a real woman be missing these? And you see there's boobs in a bra and then, okay. He goes, you know, he's going to pull off her skirt and goes, okay, if this was a real woman, would she have this? And there's nothing there where you can see her crossing her legs. And then Damarino's like, Hey, he goes, check out behind her and look back there. And there's just a big, (laughs) big thing. And it's, it's emphasized. Yeah, it is. It's it's, like veiny. It's veiny. It's like waving at you in HD. <laughs> it's like, hey guys. What's funny is it's actually in the cable version. Yeah. Because this this movie used to be on cable a lot um, in the 90s and 2000s. But like they kind of edited that part. So like, how would you edit that story? That's very important. Well, I don't, No, they, edit, they didn't edit out the story. They edited out the part where they revealed. So sometimes it like was... Like it, it, his junk? Yeah. So they just see like it cuts to... Um, the cops like throwing up and stuff. <laughs> I don't know if this the scene would stand in today's society. No, but I think. But it's I a '90s know. comedy. A lot of people they bring that up and they're like, "Well, is this anti, you know, anti-transsexual?" Yeah. yeah, and and like my honest opinion is like that's that's where society was at Back the time. Then, yeah. And you know, back then a lot of people found it funny and yeah, and uh, you know, can you judge it? Sure, but it's yeah. also to understand like that's where yeah. you know, people were, and, and it was accepted back then. No, like to not not to this degree. So, yeah. um, you know, it 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 is kind of comical in a way. Like you know, um, I think it's funny how he's like figures out Ihorn's a or he goes Finkel and Ihorn, Ihorn Finkel. Ihorn is a man, and then he's just like Ihorn is a man. Because early in, earlier in, she tries to seduce him. Right. No, she kisses she's like, him. Yeah, she kisses him because she's turned on. Right. By his new detective skills. And then, and then, um, earlier in the in the movie, he goes, "Is that your gun?" And then you know she's he's like, like, "Your gun's in my hip." Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> he's like spying yeah, on her. Yeah, he's he's got a bunch of gum, and he's like, he goes, Bleh. "Your gun's in my hip." <laughs> <laughs> like it's funny. I mean, it is. It's funny, but yeah, you're right. That particular plot, I mean, it probably it, not that it wouldn't fly. It just wouldn't. It wouldn't be received as well. So yeah, but I think you know watching this movie. I think we we can understand that, and that's not like prohibiting us from enjoying the movie. I would say maybe people who are a little younger, who you know, being accepted to the LGBTQ community, it you know they would like frown upon it, which is it just shows you know different culture, not uh, it not shows cultures, different times, different generations, yeah, and different what, generations. what kids were used to growing up. So actually, in ways, it it's it's good that. You know, we could look at a movie like this, and it's only twenty five years old, and see, oh, we've actually progressed in society. Yeah, that so, is good. Um, yeah, and but uh, Dan Marino, his acting skills, awful. Uh, off, yeah, awful. They're terrible. 
He's he. I can't even say he's phoning it in because I don't even think he knows how to phone it in. He's as he's as bad. But uh, Courtney Cox. It's my girl. You know, I side note. I just realized when I was watching this again that he's made out with two girls from Friends in two different movies. Jennifer Aniston and Bruce Almighty. Did he actually make out with her? I, don't remember. I mean, they kissed a couple of times. You know, kiss, they're both beautiful women. <laughs> so kiss or make out. High five, Jim Carrey. High five. He's just he just needs to get Phoebe. Yeah. And uh, and Chandler. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I'd go for Joey. <laughs> He's a hunk. Um, no, you're right. So like, but Courtney Cox. This is before she even did Friends. So she looked um, good. Yeah. So there's a. I guess this is not a rumor. I guess this actually happened. Like, Jennifer Aniston had uh, Ace Ventura, and this was, like, the first season of Friends, and she's like, want to watch it? And, like, Courtney Cox was like, get it out of here. She got, I guess, at the time. Wait, what happened? Like, Courtney Cox didn't didn't, uh, like that she was in this movie. Like, she thought it was, like, garbage. Because, like, Jennifer Aniston was, like, playing kind of a joke on her on set. Like, I guess had a tape of it. Yeah. And, like, Courtney Cox got all mad. She's like, no, I don't want to watch that. That's embarrassing. Like, So, so. she thought this was a terrible movie. I mean, there's, I, actor, I, there's actors who regret doing certain movies. Yeah. No, I, and I guess Courtney Cox, this was this was it. But, like, at the time, you know, she wasn't really in anything. She was in a Bruce Springsteen's uh, music video. But um, it was, like, literally Ace Ventura, and then she went straight into Friends. I mean, can't complain. Yeah, and it's interesting, like the like it's it's not a love movie, which I appreciate. It's what? It's not a love movie. No. It's like this movie is actually it's actually a good movie. Like it's a good detective like mystery, you know? Because they didn't have to do that with the twists and stuff, but no. like you know, you're actually following along, like, oh, who stole Snowflake? You're like and then they did this crazy twist, you're like, Oh my gosh. So like take away the comedy and stuff, it's still like a pretty solid. That's a lot of thinking. Movie. Like taking an ex football player who has this revenge plot yeah. against Dan Marino and turn her into a female. Right. Uh, who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? Not me. Not so, me. Um, talking about favorite scenes is, uh, and speaking of Courtney Cox, so it's that one where I think she says it's her brother and they take him into a psych ward. And he's oh. like, pull me in, coach. Like, you know. Did you see in that and scene? And he does the, the, the slow motion. He's like, we'll see that. And then say replay. And then he goes. And I like when he does the revert. Yeah. yeah. It goes. And he starts talking backwards. Yeah. I was laughing. <laughs> he goes. But that's like, I think like only John, uh, John Kerry, only Jim Kerry can pull that off. Like no other actor can pull something like that. You know off. what part killed me too? What? When he, they were standing by the, right before he went to investigate the room where that ex-football player's stuff was when he throws the water all over his face at the drinking fountain and slams his face into that couch. <laughs> yeah. If you watch, you can see the doc, the doctor, the actors start cracking up and they cut real quick. Nice. He yeah. slams his face so hard into that. It's like, into the, like this right. hard leather stool. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. It's probably improv because he did like a lot of improv. The, the doctor starts cracking up and they cut the scene. <laughs> Um, in the scene where they're in that mansion and they're trying, they think that snowflake is in the... Oh yeah, the exotic uh, yeah. fish collector guy. Yeah, but it was a shark. But when Jim Carrey walks by the the, the orchestra and knock. he knocks it down, but that was totally like really? improv. Yeah, that's why I think they added that, but the guy looks at him. Yeah, like, like what the f- Yeah, because it wasn't, it wasn't planned. 
Uh, one of the things I always used to quote as a kid was whenever I took, like, a nasty dump. Like, this is, like, seven or eight. Yeah, I used to I go, do, do not, not go, go in there. there. Woo! Yeah, I'd always say I that. I used to do that, too. Or, uh, that's not so flake. That's not so flake. And the one that I always, like, especially, I, I still say it to this day, like, when I, when I do something and I, like, I don't know, I complete something. I don't know, it might be a project. It might be uh, something at work. I'll be like, and I have exercised the demons. <laughs> <laughs> and that whole scene, actually, well, uh, I'll, uh, I'll ask you this. I'm interrupting myself, but I'll ask you this. Is Ace Ventura an idiot or is he a genius? Is he God, the, that's what I was thinking is he, the is whole time. Is he an idiot or is he the smartest guy in the room? I think he's a very smart idiot. He portrays himself as an idiot, but uh, he's actually really smart. Well, I think. Okay, I think they, I think he knows how to um, relate to animals more than he does to human beings. Right. So he's he, socially awkward with human beings. He has this love for animals because yeah. you could just tell he probably you know in his backstory, um, he probably got burned from you know humans or something. Yeah. Maybe he had. I think he has a stronger connection to animals. Yeah. So he's socially awkward, is what I got. Yeah, so, like, there's a difference between, like, being an idiot and, like, having dumb luck. Like, and I think of the cartoon Inspector Gadget. Like, he Inspector had some Gadget. dumb luck, though, too. No, uh, Ace Ventura? Maybe, like, one or twice. I once think or he's, twice. I, I think he's more like Columbo, who he plays off he, he plays off being really stupid, but he's actually the smartest one in the room. Because, especially in Because there's some moments where he comes out of that idiot character when he talks. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, especially in when nature calls, I mean, they make him more of a, a douche and like you know he's not culturally sensitive or whatever yeah <laughs> but like in this movie um in the scene where they're into the like the i think it's a condo and he's got the sliding door and he goes ah, ah. like I, I used to do that a lot too you used to actually do that? i used to do that at your house i'd probably be like what the yeah. hell is that i did that at your house because he had a sliding door and i <laughs> and, and we didn't have one at our house i'd go ah, ah. But, but, no, let me finish my thought real quick. So he um, he solves all this stuff, and, and even the detectives can't. And he, you know, he sees the blood that they miss. He sees that the door is uh, soundproof. So I think that's that's why I think he's he's the smartest. Well, he's smart. He's just, you know, he has that social upward. More, I forgot to mention another one of my favorite scenes is when he finds out that um, the lieutenant is actually a man and that she kissed him, like, Right. Like earlier in that day, before then, when he's soaring up in the uh, toilet, he goes and gets a plunger and starts plunging the vomit <laughs> out of his mouth. He like holds it. I couldn't stop laughing, man. It's still, it's still funny to even to this day. Is at, you the know, extremities that go to do some of this stuff. Certain things haven't aged well, um, but it's still funny. So, um, yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about our favorite scenes. We talked about um, Jim Carrey dominating Hollywood. Uh, there's a few facts about the movie. Okay, let me hear it. So, like, originally, R Rick Moranis was billed to play Ace Ventura. Uh, uh Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Um, you know. I don't know why I didn't think about off. that first, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but that's probably it. But, yeah, Rick Moranis, he turned it down to play Barney in the Flintstones. Remember that movie? That movie's uh, terrible. Uh. So, actually, this... This movie would have he been a lot He did Jim Carrey a favor then. Oh, totally. Yeah. If, if, think about that. If, like, Rick Moranis 
doesn't do this movie, then like, does the mask even become that popular? Yeah. You know, it's just like I don't know if this movie would have been as good. If, I don't know if he could have pulled off this character as well as Jim. It Curry, would have been completely different. There's yeah. no way Rick Moranis. I think did, it would have been more serious. More, well, I think that what I read was like he was supposed to be dumb, like a dumb. Oh, just detective. an idiot. Yeah. Okay. So like, yeah, and, and I think, um, you know, when Jim Carrey came on, he kind of made it a little more intelligent and. Because we've seen him play like really stupid and dumb and dumber, but I think I like that spin that he's like, you're not sure if he's really dumb or, if or he's genius. Like, or genius. Originally, Ace wasn't written to be, you know, animal related, but more of just a generic Sherlock Holmes parody. It wasn't going to be the same story, anyways, though, but. No, it would have been different. It would have been like Sherlock Holmes or... What's that new one? Holmes and Watson? Yeah, I heard that flop. No, I didn't even see it. It it was supposed to be bad. So think more like that. But uh, the screenwriter uh, came up with the pet detective after watching a David Letterman sketch that had pet owners in it. So I think that's interesting. Actually, like the whole idea of a pet detective, it actually freshens it up. And I've always thought like, you know... I always see those rewards around, you know, like Lost Kitten, Last Dog. You're more of like a bounty hunter, though. Yeah, you can make some bank. How are you going to find a dog in a city? I don't know. I don't know. Ace can do it. I've always had, like, this, like, terrible, terrible idea of just, like, you can kidnap the dogs all from Boston. You can be a dog bounty hunter. (laughs) No, but seriously, if you were just going around and, or even go on, like, um, uh, next door, if you go on a Craigslist and just like probably add up all the money of like lost dogs, and lost cats, money. you can make like a few thousand dollars. But chances are, being in California with coyotes and stuff, though, chances are you're not gonna I find just, them. I saw two coyotes uh, this morning. I've when seen I went out coyotes jogging. with little animals around. Really? Yeah, yeah it's around bad. my house. Um, so yeah, no, but I was just thinking like the whole idea of pet detective. Like, let's do it. Let's quit the podcast. Let's, let's quit our jobs. Yeah. Pet detective. We should do it. I'm down. I just want to be in a jumpsuit. In a jumpsuit? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to wear like the Hawaiian button up with a white shirt underneath uh, and, and no, cargo boots? No, I want to be in a jumpsuit and I want like those stereotypical like long sticks and the big like net. Yeah. And so I can catch uh, all the dogs and stuff. Do you like that? that? I'm down. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. So, um, but yeah, I, I just think that was you know hilarious is just that whole idea of uh the the pet detective and like did you did you uh did you notice and i didn't catch this till like i watched it maybe like the third or fourth time but like when the um when his landlord comes in and he's trying to get rent and he's uh trying to lock the door yeah and he shakes the keys Mm -hmm. it's like a code word for the animals. Oh, is that what he's, he's doing? Like, da, 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 da. Oh no! Da, 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 da. So then he goes in, and they're not in there. They're all hiding. And, yeah, but then when he comes in, and he goes, oh, and they're all like, like. I didn't realize that, but you're right. Yeah. Um, do you remember the Ace Ventura TV show? I do remember. I never watched it, but I remember seeing the commercials. Dude, I used to watch it a lot. Was it good though? Um. <laughs> or it was no. just good for the. I time. mean, it was this guy who like was imitating Jim Carrey. So, so it wasn't even Jim Carrey. No, of course not. He was Jim Carrey was. Oh yeah, he was making way more money yeah, than a crappy yeah, kid show. So, um, I used to watch it a lot, and actually, what I remember is Taco Bell. Was it the Taco Bell? They did kids toys, Club? didn't they? Yeah, I used to. I have do remember this, those. I, I had some. I used to have the uh, Ace Ventura 
um, the one he was in the vehicle. I used to have some. Yeah. It was the, the... Unless it was yours I played with. It was something like that. Yeah. I, remember, I, I just I remember, remember, playing remember having that. And it there was actually like quite... Not a lot, but there was that. Um, I recently picked up a Ace Ventura point-and-click CD-ROM game. Um, have you played it? I played a little bit of it. So What did you even it, load that on? On a, on a PC. Like an old PC? Or just, no, you can just put really? it on Really? They still it, can yeah. play all the old ones? Yeah. I'm a Mac so. guy, guys. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's funny. It's just a point and click, and basically you're just watching a cartoon that's an interactive cartoon because this is all these animations. It's not really like a puzzle like game at all. Like crappy animation? No, it's actually not bad. Okay. It's not bad at all. But it's not Jim Carrey. So, uh, it's not his voice, but the animation is just like the cartoon. Okay. Um, yeah, so the CD-ROM game is a lot of fun. And then I believe in 2009... I don't know if you remember this, but they had this weird movie. I think it was a TV movie called Ace Ventura Jr. I saw it on IMDb. Yeah, so... No, I saw it when I went to go watch this again the other day. I saw it on Hulu. That's where I saw that's it. That's on Hulu? I think they have it on Hulu. It's, it's It looks terrible. I've only seen... No, I just uh, think they own the movie. Or they, they have the rights to play it. Let me see. I think it was like an ABC family movie, but it's... How many stars did it get, Max? <laughs> on IMDb, it has a 2.1 out of, out of 10. 10. Supposed to winner. Totally <laughs> um, recommend it, guys. So this came out in March 3rd, 2009. And if you're like, what the no, heck is this? No, I guess it's this? not on here. No, I, I don't think so. But it looks terrible. It basically, I guess he's uh, Ace Ventura's son. I think he's the son of him and Courtney Cox. And he's he looks just like Ace Ventura, but he's a little chubbier. And it just, it looks bad. I, I, it's just this, dumb. Why would you do it? This, this is almost, this could be worse. I don't know what's worse. This or like Sandlot 2, as far as like. Or Sandlot TV and show. And I think it was like during, during the same time. Did you see Sandlot 2? I think I watched like the first 10 minutes of it and I was just like, I can't do this. I refuse. I can't do this. Um, so yeah, so like Ace Ventura, I think it was a. Totally a cultural phenomenon as far as like the one-liners and stuff. And well, and seeing a, a man act like that on camera. I don't think great. anyone's ever acted like that for comedy. Well, it's just like Jim Carrey has his own yeah, style. Yeah, he has his own, yeah. It's like, it's like so specific to him that can't be mimic. Nope. It can't be reenacted. And, and, you know, I think like we talked about, humor is not, we're just not there anymore. But I do want to see more physical humor because actually, I think physical humor is hilarious. Is there anyone of our time, like this current time, that does physical humor? No, because I was thinking about it. Like Seth Rogen's all about just like laughing and like his like jokes and like situational stuff. But it's not really like you know physical comedy. Um, Yeah, like Hannibal Buress is really big, but he's just like you know. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody. No, it's. You know, all these movies that are coming out, it, it has to do with, like, situational stuff and funny one-liners, but not so much that physical comedy where the people are just yeah. over the top and, you know, yeah. characters, you know. Um, and it, um, freaking Jim Carrey had so many iconic characters, like the cable guy. I um, forgot about the cable guy. Even, like, How the Grinch Stole Christmas is, like, very Jim Which Carrey. Which one? The Grinch? Uh, yeah, The Grinch. Ron Howard's Grinch that came out in 2000. 
Um, even the the uh, Lemony Snicket, um, what's it called, series of unfortunate events. Yeah, that, I like that. When he plays Count Olaf. It's like very Jim Carrey. Um, I have a confession to make. What's up? Uh, my wife does not like Jim Carrey. She hates Jim Carrey. And she I could gets, tell before we were like going to do this that she didn't even care. No, she does not. I don't know. She's, she's saying like, it's like the worst movie in the world. She's Yeah. And it's like, it's an ongoing joke with me and Jasmine. I'm like, uh, she's like, hey, what movie do you want to watch? And I'm like, uh, how about Ace Ventura? And she just gets mad. She's like, I hate that movie. But what's funny is like whenever there's compromise, like a, dude. You gotta tell Whenever there's a family gathering, like at like Thanksgiving or Christmas, I'll be like, Hey, uh, let's put on Ace Ventura. And everyone's like, Yeah, let's put on Ace Ventura. I love that movie. And I put it on, and Jasmine just. But what does she hate about him? Or she just does, she doesn't think he's funny. She thinks she she quote unquote says he's disgusting, the way he talks. Well, because he talks with his well, ass. Well, it's not me. I can't just like. I don't agree with her, so yeah. I can't, like, say what... But that's just what she says is, like, he's not funny, and it's disgusting how he talks. That's blasphemy. I think so, too. But she gets mad whenever I do, like... I do this Jim Carrey face where, like, I'll, like, you know, look like him or I'll start talking like him. Yeah. And she gets so mad. She's like, don't do your stupid Jim Carrey thing right now. <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem. Right? It is a personal problem. We should get Jim Carrey on the show and Jasmine on the show and, and settle this once and yeah. for all. So, um, closing thoughts as we end this 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 episode um, of Ace Ventura. What what would you rate this? What would I rate it? Yeah. Um, I'd probably rate it like a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Seven what? Seven alrighty then. Seven alrighties. All right. Uh, I as we close this episode and I look back on this particular movie um i think the first one is superior to the second one first and foremost but i think that this movie still stands it still holds up yeah um yeah there's things that are like you know not pc anymore but i think the humor still stands up i think that the character um still stands up the jokes are still funny it's not dated there's certain things that are dated but like some of the jokes are are you know, still hilarious. Like you were yeah. talking about, like you know, the plunger, or like you know, that when, he's, when he's getting the gift, you know, in return, or like even the whole UPS in the beginning of the movie, where he's like, yeah, you know, does he shoot? He goes from downtown, and then like, yeah. So um, I would give this movie a eight snowflakes. Oh wow! Out of ten. No, I really like this movie. It's good. Um, Eventually, I will be Ace Ventura for Halloween. It's always been. You should do it at your '90s party, dude. Uh, your wife would love that. She can't get mad because yeah, it's well, your birthday. Yeah, well, it's a 1999 party. Oh, 99 specific yeah, here. Specific. Got it. 99 specific. So, uh, yeah. Any closing thoughts? I just think this movie is hilarious. Um, if you haven't seen it, see it. Uh, if you haven't seen much of Jim Carrey stuff, this is very early. Um, very early Jim Carrey comedy, and it's yeah. what really made him, really made him, who he is today. I think if you, if you're always been like, hey, I kind of want to get into '90s Jim Carrey movies, and if you need to watch one, like obviously Dumb and Dumber yeah. and things like that, but like, I think this one is like, just below Dumb and Dumber. I everyone says like Dumb and Dumber is hilarious, and it is. But like I, I think this is better than The Mask. I think this is better than Liar Liar. 
like Ace Ventura is like when I think of Jim Carrey, I think of Ace Ventura. So that's like where he's yeah. like the best at. I mean, he takes a lot from like In Living Color, and I think it was like kind of similar to Billy Madison with uh, Adam Sandler. It's like their first movie, and they're going all in. So they're taking all of their past experience, all their skits that they've done in shows or all their stand-up, and they're putting into this one performance. Given kind of creative control. So, yeah. Well, as we end episode 79, we want to thank you for joining us into DeLorean. We traveled back to 1994 to look for Snowflake. We found Snowflake, but it's time to get back into the DeLorean and travel back to the future. See you next episode. All righty then. Snowflake is not available right now. Not available? Roger, I've been waiting all day. i got to get a shot of his new trick for the evening news. What, is he sick? Oh, yeah, yeah, where is he? I should I be getting this work done with all the shouting? What for is the shouting? Who the hell is that? That's, a. Uh... Heinz gets velvet. I am trainer Abdolfant. You want to talk to the dolphin? You talk to me. What happened to the regular trainer? What happened to him? What happened to me? Seven years I'm with Egfried. We are making the dolphins disappear, and then Roy is coming with the white tiger, and the stomping in the pants, and I'm gone. Where is Snowflake? Why do you care about the dolphin? Do you know him? Does he call you at home? Do you have a dorsal fin? To train the dolphin, you must think like the dolphin. You must be getting inside the dolphin's head and communicating. I'm saying to Snowflake, and he is saying, and he is up on the tail, and you can quote him. All right, it's just about time for Coach Shula's press conference, so why don't I take you folks over that way? We'll let uh, Heinz uh, do his work. Go to the conference, go to it.